everybody, this is GCR, and you're listening to the Movie Podcast Network. Are you into comics and cool stuff, or did you like to be? Well, if so, go on and check out our guys over at waywardraven.com. If you haven't been there, you should. Great stuff, novelties, gear, comics, and uh, just a bunch of cool guys. So check them out at waywardraven.com. Use our discount code. You know what it is. It's Neckbeard to get a certain amount of money off your purchase. Check them out today. If you're a gamer and or like coffee, be sure to get over to Player One Coffee, our guys in Salt Lake City. Be sure to get yourself some of the overclocked omen as it is the God's gift to gamers. Go on over to playeronecoffee.com and use our discount code, GeekCastLive. Hey everybody, GCR here to tell you about a new product that we are trying to sell and that we use ourselves. It's CBD oil. If you're anything like me, as a 35-year-old overweight man, you have a sore back, you have a sore shoulder, and you fight insomnia all the time. Well, I don't anymore. CBD oil is legal in all 50 states. And this HempWorks product is fantastic. We have THC-free if you're worried about a drug test. And we have salves and creams and oils, peppermint, cinnamon, no flavor. We have everything. Go to GCLCBD.com and get some for yourself because you deserve it. If you're anything like us here at GeekCast Live, I know that almost all you've ever wanted to do in life is play wizard chess. Well, now here's your chance. You can head on over to squareoffnow.com and pick yourself up a wizard chessboard, basically. Just use our discount code GCL to get 20% and free shipping off your order. That's squareoffnow.com, discount code GCL for wizard chess today. Go buy (laughs) t-shirts. Play that. Just play it. GCL.threadless.com. T-shirts, hats, shower curtains. Be about that life. You can probably get it on a toy. Anal beads. Mm -hmm. I think they have anal beads. They have leggings. Yeah, stockings, bath curtains. They got like uh, uh, Kenny Loggins skull on a (laughs) T-shirt. It looks like Kenny Loggins, doesn't it? Wait, what was it? GCL. .threadless.com That's gcl.threadless.com 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 It's a trap! Welcome to episode Orange Vodjuska of the Geekcast Live I am your host, GCR, and with me, as always, Rob Bass. It's Nico. And Cartoon Joe. Oh, there's, a lot, there's a lot. A lot you there. Seem, Nick, you seem tired. Are you tired? I'm a shell of a man. How are you? How are you? Sounds about I'm, right. I'm good. I'm good. I've got a, uh, a fresh Jameson and ginger ale. Hmm. I've got a uh, a Bell's Abracadabra. Yeah, nice. I've never heard so, of that. that it's a coffee delightful. milk stout from our friends at Bell's. In, yeah, uh, that sounds great. It, it's it is. It's lovely. It's a lovely uh, sipper. Two of these, and I'll be ready for a nap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A coffee milk stout doesn't really scream like party time. No, it's not a pound, and it's not a ground and pound, <laughs> as we say in the streets. It's no, it's a, uh, it's for looking disdainfully at the hipsters mm-hmm. <laughs> while you're drinking a loaf of bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who is yeah. the? Uh, what brewery is it that does the smoked ham porter? Oh, I don't know. I wish I knew. Sounds I, amazing. First, I've heard of it. I got to get my hands on some of that. It's uh, well, it's really good. It tastes like Highland Park Brewery. Sure. 
It tastes like I just, I mean, like, go ahead and describe it. Say it again in your head. Smoked ham porter. And that's what it tastes like. Does, yeah. That's what it really does taste like? Yeah, it tastes really good. You can taste it's smoky. You can taste hammy. Like a, there's a, there is. There's a, it, it tastes hammy. And then there's like, a, oh, it's a beer. It's, it's a, and now once again, though, it's not a beer that like, you don't sit around the pool and crush yourself a half dozen smoked ham porters. You know, no, that's that attitude, like a, a you know. <laughs> so, oh man, this summer we I, had. A, I don't know why this sent three times. Sorry. <laughs> we had a bit of a pool party this summer and, uh, you know who she is. We'll call her Grace. She she decided she would uh, bring something to drink for herself, and she she gets her little cooler bag out and she puts it on the table. And I said, "What you got there?" And she says, "It's a uh, key lime cream rum." And I, was like, I was like, "It's uh, it's like ninety seven degrees outside, and it's like nine <laughs> o'clock in the morning." I said, "I you don't mm, want to drink." I want a white Russian. <laughs> That's what it was like. It was like a key lime white Russian. Like, Yum. yeah, those are good, but there's like a tiny I just want to sit in the pool and abide, damn it. <laughs> if you could create, Abide like, or imbibe, Joe? What imbibe. Yes. Okay, because are you abiding by the safety parameters, by the uh, local ordinances? I wasn't sure. Local uh, ordinances. I'm abiding as the dude. Oh, very well. Has anybody ever actually waited half an hour after eating? For fear of drowning instantly when you hit the pool? No. No? I have waited half an hour for fear of stomach cramps. Why would it give you stomach cramps? Like, yeah, why would it give you stomach cramps? I don't get it. I like, don't know. You're in the it's water? Just, it's what I was told. No, because you're like moving around and you're like, I used to actually swim when I got in the pool. Oh, I didn't now just... you're like, leave your shirt on, Mike. Yeah. Who just hangs his shoulders up on the side of the pool and tries not to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome. Oh, the folks in the build uh, this next week. Is it? Is it about that time, and, up and running. Yeah, they were they're a little behind, um, but the weather. That's not well. You guys are heated. I keep forgetting you. Yeah, uppity socialites. Yeah, mine doesn't get cracked open until mine doesn't get cracked open until like mid June. Yeah, so we let nature do its work. Geo, you don't heat your pool at all, right? No, dick. Well, I mean, I don't know if you had like one of those like heated covers or. Uh, like... Yeah, I've got a solar cover. I mean, it's well, okay, fine. But I, there's no reason to really break into it usually before Memorial Day. But this year's been a shitty cold spring, as we all know. So there's it, no. It was 82 degrees at a high today. <sighs> Yesterday it was like 44 degrees. Yep, and and a, and a monsoon of wind. Yep. <laughs> you know, you know what's not you know what's not fun to do when it's uh, forty seven degrees and thirty mile an hour wind. S- water ski. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anybody else? Okay. Gonna guess. Say it again. Sorry. What's not fun to do when it's forty seven degrees and thirty mile an hour wind? Mm. Fly a kite. Skydive. Also, for, all these are all good answers. Damn it. Um, the, the correct answer, though, was throw 20 mile an hour pitches to mm. baseball players. Oh, no, that's gross. We played a full game last night in that bullshit. That sucks. And in the uh, our weekly sub feature where Nick and Ryan talk youth sports, Ryan, you'll like this. And by like Ooh. it, I mean make you want to drink more. <laughs> our last our last three games, and remind you, this is eight U kid pitch, uh, you know, good baseball. Five five tie, two two tie, one zero shutout win. Gross. Ick. That's like last watching night last night was the one rust. zero. Went the distance, hour and forty five minutes in a fucking dust bowl frozen storm. It's awful. Stinky. <laughs> we had a uh, we had a one uh, zero. We had the opposite of a pitcher's duel tonight. <laughs> so, so you were saying not a pitcher's duel. No, not a pitcher's duel. You, you have the pitching machine, right? No, we're all just live arm kid pitch. And they were just getting rocked? 
Uh, well, no, it was a lot of um, walks. So it was like See, we don't do walks. Oh, you don't? No, I mm. can't walk. Completely and completely opposed to Asian cooking. What do, you, what do you do? Is it just you get five pitches? Nope it uh, it goes. The kid can pitch up until it's a full count, three balls and whatever. But then the coach then, takes over, and then it's a, you pitch until it's a hit or a strikeout. Really? Well, not a hit, but I mean either they put it in play or strike out. Really? That's yeah. Bonkers. Not really. I mean, it doesn't take. I mean, it doesn't take that long. Oh, um, yeah, we just, but we you just... also what's what's great about Illinois club rules or honky whatever we're at, you also can't you can't take your base for any reason. So kids get plunked like all game long, you know. And they and can't just take their base. Not allowed to take a base. It it there'd be too many run there'd be way too many guys on base. Not our our team is pretty damn accurate. We've got good pitchers, hence the one zero shutout, but. Historically, the league's been like rough with kids learning to pitch, so people are getting plunked and they're throwing wacky balls. Not last night, though. They were throwing cheese. Yeah, we are. Uh... Ooh, the motorcycle again. It's every episode. It's. He drives through the neighborhood. Usually, every it's night outside at Joe's window. <laughs> that was awesome. Have you not yeah, set we, up uh... the. Uh... Joe, have you not we... set up the fishing line tripwire yet? No, my Shoot. wife says I can't do that. Oh, well, don't make it. A She's usually right. Don't make it a tripwire. Then make it like a clothesline. That's mm-hmm. what I meant. Yeah, like the throat throat line. But use that mm-hmm. like use that steel decapitation wire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like in ghost ship. Like <laughs> yes, just Jesus like Christ, Joseph. Did you mean ghost dad? <laughs> no. no. You're thinking of the ghost lobster. Ship. That's, he fought a lobster mm. and ghost dad. Fucking great movie. <laughs> How? <laughs> I love the lobster. God damn it. I'm not sure I've laughed harder. <laughs> that that show is so that movie is it's, so good. It's heinous. No way. <laughs> no way. You don't like it. I'd be literal. I mean, it's like or dislike. It's heinous. Awful. Heinous. <laughs> I would agree with that. I love the lobster. Everything to do with it. Don't think I've ever seen it. You, no, you haven't even heard of it. <clears throat> you should. When he's on the beach and he kicks that little girl in the leg. <laughs> I, fucking, <laughs> I fucking died, man. It is a, it is a 2.2 on IMDb. It's a shame. It's the, it's, it's the lowest rated movie in the history of IMDb. <laughs> no, it's not. I you've I challenge you to find me one lower right now. Without doing like a Google search, just think of anything you could find that's more awful than that. Oh. Man, the hands of fate. Try it. I don't know. Some a one point nine. Motherfucker. There you go. Dude, I'm telling you, well, you I... take, over, take over the show then, Joe. You're you're your floor. Floor is yours. I watched the lobster and it, it got over with, and I was like, I looked. I was on a roll too because there's another movie called um, Bad Day for the Cut on Netflix, and it's an I think Irish you told me. You, mobster you, movie. Yeah, you said that. I enjoyed that movie, not as much as you enjoyed it. I don't think, but I enjoyed it. I loved it, and uh, Natalie hated it. And so she's like, "What's it, it called?" Like, uh, bad, bad day, day for the cut. The next, it was, I think it was, I think it was on the same weekend. I was like, hey, "That's, not, a, that's not an awful movie. That's that's a fine average rating." I then go and I, I I turn on the Lobster, and I'm I'm loving it. I watched the first like five six minutes while she was in the shower, and I stopped it and started over when she came out. I was like, "Okay, this is the this is a great movie," and I I was. I laughed so hard in the first 10 minutes that I had to, I knew I was going to love it. And then the movie got over and she, I think she looked at me and said, fuck you. And then went to bed. That's perfectly appropriate. That is absolutely the appropriate response. Then I, then I went to work the next day, or I immediately called uh, the bomber. I called Tom and said, I don't care what you're doing right now. Stop it and turn on the lobster. 
Where would he have found it? That show's never it hasn't aired in twenty years. Netflix. It's not on Netflix. Sure it is. Your yeah. ass hurts. It is. That's where I watched it. Netflix is selling out for content. What didn't you like about the lobster? How does putting a weird fucking indie movie on Netflix count as selling out for content? <laughs> I think we're talking about two different things. I hope we are. You're talking about the lobster with Colin Farrell. Right. Okay. I'm not. <laughs> okay, I'm, talking about? About, I'm still talking about Leonard Part Six. Oh. <laughs> My mind has been on Leonard Part Six this whole time and the lobster scene. So, okay. okay I'm my bad. Talking, I've been, I'm I was real Colin literal. <laughs> I was real literal, and I see where I went wrong. That's on me. <laughs> I made a this is the greatest misunderstanding we've ever had on the show. Because Bill Cosby fighting the lob, the lobster in Leonard Part Six is amongst the worst things ever put on film. <laughs> okay. And. I'm- I I went there, and I I see that I, yep, that's, it's my fault. That's that's on me, guys. That was on me. I'm sorry. Fault. Ah, shit. Well, watch The Lobster. The Lobster is probably on Netflix, and probably a a fair, 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 yep. Yep. Do you you want the synopsis for The Lobster I'm talking about before we do our review? Uh, No, you, let me read it to you. I'm set. In a dystopian near future, single people, according to the laws of the city, are taking to, taken to the hotel. They are obliged to find a romantic partner in 45 days, or they are transformed into beasts and sent off into the woods. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when asked, Colin Farrell says, when asked, what, what animal do you want to turn into? He says, the, a lobster. <laughs> Because they're, uh, pra- they're practically immortal and mate for life. I would. It sounds like I would much rather watch that than the John uh, C. Riley, uh, Rachel Weiss. It's it, got a crazy lineup. It does. It does. Yeah, Octavia Coleman is in it. Um, the the lineup in this is much better than the lineup in Leonard Part Six. I. You know, I didn't know uh, hmm. Leonard Part Six. I'm sorry. Yep, that I really, I really zigged when I should have zagged. But our friend, uh, our, our, our I, friend... I reconstructed the shit out of this whole conversation. <laughs> that's, that's really poorly done on my part. Well, Whew. speaking of Rick and Stark, yeah, and I know that this is our. I mean, we're in the. This is the darkest timeline. Dark. It's certainly the darkest timeline. Fairly. But if we, if if nothing else, we are, uh, you know, we are beholden to our audience. We are creatures of pop culture, and we are contractually obliged to talk about certain things in pop culture. Allegedly. And unfortunately, this landscape lately is dominated by one thing. One thing. Mm-hmm. The it, it, the it, the apex of of I don't know. When the, I hear the word apex, I instantly want to yell the word predator, and I don't yeah. know why. Anybody uh, else? Because because we're in pre hype for Godzilla King of the Monsters. I think. Goddamn right. <laughs> that makes sense. The tracks. I I think that's where we're at. Uh, but in lieu of that, we have to be holding to the uh, yeah the current pinnacle of the uh, pop television landscape, and it's. Been a huge week. Been a huge week. Uh, folks have been talking about very little else. We've been talking about very little else. And we should probably talk about it a little more. I can't. Just the way it starts is. Oh, I mean, like, right out of the gate, you're, you're like, he's not really going to. He's not going to do that with the but chair, he, is he? He does. He certainly fucking does. And but it really has but the whole setup has nothing to do with like it doesn't inform the entirety of the episode. It's not no, even a little it, bit. It's it's it, it zigs you when, when you should, as we just said, zig when you should have zagged. You know, you're you're all like wound up and defensive and then they do 
this weird like uh oh okay tension breaker feeling it i mean i don't know where else i don't know where else and you'd have this you've got your your polarizing blonde female lead you've got your emotional redheaded female lead you've got your tormented black-haired man struggling about trying to Mm -hmm. Whole road, you know, rodeo everybody together. Herd the cats. The the yeah. the the smartest character on the show is, for some reason, has turned into be. They they play him for a foil. He is he's not respected anymore by anybody. Not at all, and and Mm-mm. like <laughs> everyone else knows, you know, around him, but. They, you know, they're not going to say anything. They're not going to address it. It's just, it's tough. It's it's tough to watch because you you certainly, everybody's got their favorite character. Everybody wants to, wants to pull for, you know, their, their gal or guy. And uh, it, it kind of, it leaves you hanging. There's fire, there's fire and there's, and there's, there's blood. (laughs) There's, there's (laughs) blood and there, it's just. It's not. It definitely wasn't one of the best episodes. It's a. Good, it was a. I don't even want to say it was a good episode. It was uh, fine. It was it fine. Was fine. It was a fine episode. It's it okay. It was. Yeah. It was solid. Um, but I, it, it, I didn't. It, I didn't like the. I didn't like. I mean, there's like a. I didn't leave. I didn't leave feeling satisfied. I, mean, I didn't no, feel like I had it, resolution. I mean, it made me really glad that I, I've never watched seasons four, five, or six. Really, mm-hmm. you couldn't take that as a snapshot, as a as a one off, and and wet your palate. Nope. Hmm. Is I, it because there was no? I mean, it's because there was no sex in this one. <laughs> no, not at all. I don't huh. think there there hasn't been sex in a lot of them lately. Mm-hmm. No, not as much. There, there's like yeah, a couple of leading ups to this. Yeah, that's and fair. There's, that's and fair. there's fair. It's I mean, alluded they, to. They it's talked alluded about to. It's plenty alluded to. Well, and Phyllis uh, finds Dwight fucking in the closet. Well, yeah. she saw, she saw him. Yeah, but that's that's the thing. You've got you've got your two women that's leads the power struggle. holding a secret and struggling for power. Right, and then and then eventually, Angela calls Phyllis on it. She calls thinking, bullshit. Like just like fuck right. here. Take a look at my dick. I don't care. Right. And then she didn't say that, but she didn't say it that way. And then then Phyllis realizing that, I mean, Phyllis isn't going to be, I mean, I don't want to say Phyllis is right in her decision to treat Angela in that way. Well, she's got a lot of pent up. But Angela has kind of been a bitch. She's got like a victim complex. Yeah. Well, she she thinks she's absolutely right. It just is who she is. Well, poor Andy, you know, he, he's oblivious as, mm-hmm. you know, everyone around him is, is painfully aware that he's being played for the, for the fool or the foil. <laughs> and the fact, <laughs> the fact that he just, I mean, he's, the fact that he reads the room as if they just didn't like the sitar. Yeah, tough crowd. <laughs> like, he couldn't be, he's oblivious. To the fact that it's not, it isn't the sitar playing. It's the fact that they all know that his fiance is actively it banging is, is, white shrewd. Is, yeah, banging the center part. <laughs> that is, that is D shrewd. <laughs> even, even when Jim unloads on him with the, hey, know. hey, do you take requests? Sure. Please stop playing. Please stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> Coldest I mean, things I've ever seen on television. <laughs> cold or cool? Cold. Yes, it, it was, it was brutal, rough, real rough. But that's how Jim rolls. He's not pulling punches at a at a, at a party, not at a company Christmas party. Right. Well, not only a Christmas party, but a Moroccan themed <laughs> Christmas party. Which, and when when she lets him <laughs> keep the camel, you can keep the camel, <laughs> keep the elephant, and the and the, and the Nigerian Arab king, <laughs> Mister Frankincense or whatever. Uh, I'm not sure which one he is. Is he Frankincense <laughs> or myrrh? Oh, I don't know. Yes. Balthazar. Yo, I, we'll call him Murr. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I wish I could build. I wish I could build a desk and chair and lamp out of wrapping paper. <laughs> right. I mean, as I would fuck you guys up with that something wicked. I to me the best Hilarious. part of the show of this episode is Michael comes out and asks Toby, "Hey, do you have that number to that rehabilitation center?" And Toby's like, "Wow, yeah, yeah." Uh, yeah. Writes it, gives him the pen and paper. He writes it down, and then Michael takes and just beans him in the face with the pen. <laughs> Toby, Toby goes, "Ow." He is, Ow. and he just <laughs> he calls his daughter. He's gonna be the cool dad who gets Princess Unicorn. My horn can pierce the sky. And, Princess Unicorn. And <laughs> Daryl eventually sells it to him. I, I gotta have that doll. I need a doll. I want. The, I was gonna buy the doll. I'm all out. <laughs> I, I was gonna buy that doll. Not my okay. problem. Not my problem. <sighs> and it's it's the black princess unicorn and Toby Is there something to... wrong with the do- is there something wrong with the doll? <laughs> no. No, it's even better than the one I wanted. Better yep. than the one I wanted. <laughs> does anyone in does anyone in this show certainly or the show does anyone get walked on better than Toby? No. No, he's nothing in anything ever. He's he is perfect glass. Entirely Flaccid. too good at it. Well, you, you don't even really feel bad for him. Like in in Brooklyn Nine Nine, you've got like Charles, who is the obvious, or 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 Hitchcock and Scully. And, Hitchcock and, and Scully. Yeah. Yeah. I should watch that show. Probably you should. You should you enjoy should. it. It's it's short short episodes. How about when Michael t- uh, said, "Hey, I I took some vodka and mixed some orange juice with it." I call it a, an orange vodjuska. <laughs> and Jim deadpans the I'm surprised no one's wow. Or when he gives Meredith, it's equal parts absinthe. A little bit of everything. Triple it's sec, yeah. soco, and two packets of Splenda. I call it a little bit of everything. <laughs> it's it's a show that is, I mean, it is, uh, it's, a fairly solid run. I mean, it's got to be what nine seasons, ten seasons. Oh, at least like, like like all great series, it fumbles and stumbles its way to the finish line. But this is season five, which is right in its sweet wheelhouse. So, uh, this episode was rated the second lowest of that season. Um, really, a lot, viewer, a lot of viewers didn't like the um, forcing I- the rehab angle. Mm. Oh, they're not sophisticated viewers then, because that's hilarious. I've got I, a drop. I've got a deposit. I've got a deposit. Where do I sign? Oh, it that turns out you though. can't take someone to rehab uh, involuntarily. And when they're in the car, and she's like, "Where are we going?" Speaks. And she's like, "Donnie's, the bog, Lulu's, uh, Lulu's, Clancy's." The Sweet pier? <laughs> no, it's a new place. Just opened. Oh, well, must they, have just must, opened. they must have just opened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All in all, I thought for a Sunday night, I okay. I mean, it was good entertainment for Sunday night. Um, Wholesome. Have you ever yeah. used alcohol to, in, to lower your inhibitions? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is the best have you ever Have you ever used alcohol <laughs> to... Uh, to change to your enhance your social experience, or or celebrate a holiday. <laughs> Due to use of alcohol, have you ever uh, avoided the teachings of Jesus Christ? No, to run the a Mormon church. Oh, the Mormon a, church. Have you ever used uh, alcohol yes. to run afoul of the Mormon church? Yes, Michael. Where did you get this? I got it off a web page. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, is it? That's rough. When this show finds its, like, when it found its legs and then had, like, a four-season run where it was the funny thing on TV, and when it was in that sweet spot, it was... When the writing was still flawless? It was fucking funny, man. And it's all little shit like that. Like, it almost makes you wonder how much of, uh, like, that's, like, how much of that was uh, scripted. 
Mm. Not, I bet not a ton when it comes you know, to like Dwight and Jim and Michael. It's another one of those shows though, where you almost put like, how do you film? How do you even film the episode without, like, how do you get through? Just it? laughing your balls without off without laughing the whole, the entire time. You've got Kevin at one point just standing there wearing a Shriners hat and just <laughs> banging away on like a, a little four oh, inch conga. Like, um, yeah. Tom Tom. Yes. Thank and he you. is a and he is a uh, very accomplished drummer in real life, which is cool. Kevin is. Mm-hmm. I yeah. did not know that. That's right. Don't they all make a, they make on a one... not in this oh, episode, cool. but don't they all make like a, a warehouse band? Yeah, they're like the Scrantonosity. I think it's yeah. Called. Um. Yeah, and like you were saying, well, there's another. There's something that. Uh, oh, Creed Bratton hitting a hookah. I think is excellent. Oh, I thought that was yeah. It's tremendous. And then there's another, don't they say he has another line in this thing. It's like a throwaway line where they say, like, are you on or do you have drugs or something? He's like, I can get you. No. No, it's a, a, a yep, I can get you one in an hour. I can get you you like we'll get a permit. I'll take weeks. I can get you one in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a whole running, I mean, he's uh he faked his own death at one point in that show. Um, and then came the work as like Seed Hatton. <laughs> he's um, he's honestly probably my favorite character on the show, Creed. Yes, he, he yeah. just blasts in for like ten seconds at a time. <laughs> does his thing, gets out. And he was uh, he's another accomplished musician. And his real name is isn't his real name Creed, Creed. Bratton? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, everybody. Well, all the all the main actors are all their same first names at least. Yeah, that's. Unbelievably awesome. Except for Michael Scott. He's Steve Carell. Actually, I said that until like half the actors, but it's fine. Oh. Well, Stanley was going to be, his real name is Leslie, so that wasn't going to fly. <laughs> and I love when they say, like, he says, like, I will not be the fat guy in the small hat. And it <laughs> pans right over to Kevin, who's happily wearing the fez. <laughs> Oscar. Oscar, another great character. They're they're all tremendous. So yeah, we've identified the uh, as the the apex episode for analysis would be season five, episode eleven, the Moroccan Christmas party, because it's anybody can watch The Office and find it funny, but it takes a sophisticated viewer to to get the like you said the subtlety that's written in there during these these peak seasons, and this episode is just rife with it. Rife with intrigue and uh and, and subtle social statements. Luckily pretty pretty there was, luckily there wasn't anything else worth reviewing. Nothing. There was literally mm-hmm. nothing else we could talk about this week. You know, so it was a great excuse to uh to watch and rewatch some office. I was excited about it. It's twenty one minutes on Netflix. There's uh when you when you take I didn't realize they were that digestible. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! You can, and it's great for just that, and like Parks and Rec are great. It's just pure background, like. Oh yeah, our yeah. guy, yeah. And, our guy Andy, from uh, Movie Podcast Weekly. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. our guy. Uh, he watches The Office every night before bed. <laughs> Ashley does that with Parks and Rec, so yeah. Another. Yeah, I, show. we we have probably one of those on daily at our house. Because they're decently family friendly, not entirely, but enough that you can have them on as like sort of safe background. How often, Joe, do you gym the camera? Uh, constantly, just about. <laughs> One of these days, there's going to be someone there filming you, and you'll feel so vindicated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I might set that up for you for your birthday, buddy. I love that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're all barefoot in a intervention circle on a <laughs> fake Persian rug. Yes. I'm just throwing it out there. Yes. I'd like you to tell me about a time when Meredith's drinking affected you. <laughs> <laughs> One time she bought tickets to a movie and, and was too drunk to go and she gave me the movie tickets. So uh, thank you for that was the awesome. movie tickets. <laughs> that, that's not he, negative, Kevin. No, you said you affected said by. Affected by. <laughs> 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 he is so funny. There's 
his favorite, his best moment in the history of the show is when he makes his like award winning award winning chili and, <laughs> and spills it all over the floor. Drops it. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> so fucking great. Oh, love it. It's like you feel so terrible for the fucking guy. But it's unbelievably so, cringeworthy. He plays, he plays that character so well. Fuck. And that's another, I think it's uh, like him and BJ Novak who plays Ryan the Temp. Yeah. Mm. I believe they they went to school together, like high school together. Whoa. Oh, really? Yeah. Or it's, or uh, I don't know, maybe John Krasinski's involved they don't, in that. Genes are weird. seem like the right age, unless there's, one of them's aging poorly. There's some sort of. Uh, yeah, BJ Novak just really, really is an aging well. Yeah, he's he's not very funny, Rob. I really like smarmy, smarmy, churlish. If I'm churlish, I'm sorry. He went to high school with uh, John Krasinski. That makes more sense. Kevin Malone did, or B.J. Novak? B.J. Novak. Okay. Yeah, he went to high school with John Krasinski. I'm sorry, Brian Baumgartner. I couldn't find his real name fast enough. Got he's it. a real Gary Gergich that Kevin Gary Gergich. He's a Gary better Gary Gergich, in my opinion. I want that buddy movie. <laughs> Kevin Malone. Gary and Gary Kevin. Gergich. Yeah. That'd be great. Is I wonder if Kevin in his home environment is as cool as Jerry is in his. Yeah, king of his domain. I don't yeah. think that, he is. That was I don't think best. Kevin's pleased a woman. That was the best reveal <laughs> of Parks and Rec, I think, when they go that to his, man like his Christmas. Has the largest penis I've ever seen. <laughs> and he's got like just a show stopping smoke show of a wife and like four brilliantly beautiful daughters who dote on him and And they like sing they sing right. carols around the house and <laughs> they have like a breakfast song. But he is such a Turd at work. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Eggs, bacon, and toast. <laughs> he he graduated from Saint Joseph College. Gary Gergich. Wonderful. Got that going for you. Angela, are you wearing the hairnet? <laughs> I lost it. <sighs> I'm not wearing. Jesus. I'm gonna need Christ. you to bring the Christmas tree. I'm gonna need you to put the Christmas tree back up. <laughs> the Christmas tree's outside. I didn't ask where it was. I didn't I ask where it was. <laughs> it's so Good out Lord. of Phyllis's character, too. I know. Oh. And just watching her just go on a power trip. Amazing. Yeah. Female power struggle. It's I, great. I mean, that, because... you, don't, you can't that's the thing. You can't find that much in mainstream TV right now where you have like two dynamic females leads that are like, you know, sharing a secret, but like struggling for power. I mean, that's, if you could, I'd watch it, but. And the, and the ability to actually take and pay off both those roles by the end of the episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. You've got, okay, this is now I know where things are at. Oh, some resolution. I think there. I really think that's the trick to good television is being able to set something up and then pay it off later in the same episode. Almost yeah, like to, like to imagine leave you if feeling office, satisfied. Imagine if in the office in the second to the last episode, um, Pam goes outside and sees a a beautiful white horse, and there's like a connection between the two, and they like. It makes you think like the horse is like a metaphor for something. Like I don't know, behold the pale horse. Mm -hmm. And the girl who right. rides it is death or something like that. And then in the very last episode, the horse just wasn't even in it. Never, never That'd there. Be, it'd be really weird. I mean, it would be completely confusing. Or, or uh, like, imagine if, like, in season two of The Office, right? Mm -hmm. um, Creed and Oscar were standing outside and some bells started ringing. And then Creed said, I've never known the bells to mean surrender. Let's answer back with some drums. And then in the third to the last episode of The Office, the bells are ringing, and it means that it's um, it's a sign of surrender. 
Yeah, can, Creed's going to definitely set the town on fire. That would be weird, right? Right. Like, they, like, well, weird. Yeah. like they already you, forgot that they established that the bells do not mean surrender. Yeah, or like with, uh, with Angela, you know, if she's been being built up as this, uh, you know, kind of bitchy. No, she's not kind of bitchy. Maybe she's got a soft heart, you know. And then when she finally wrests that power back from Phyllis, you know, when she exercises the demons and her secret is out, mm-hmm. you know, then she decides to burn the entire building down. Right. You know, like, I mean, It'd be really or, weird. Killing everyone yeah, inside. Right. You know, right. It, it, where would that leave you? Except for Andy, strangely enough. Right. Who, yeah. I don't know. I, I wouldn't be, I'd be confused by that. Not that happy, but luckily that, obviously. Well, no one would actually, analogies. no one would no. ever do that in a TV show. No. <laughs> no. Imagine, Dwight imagine does it the very did, next like, episode. you know, she burns it down and then instead of being pissed, <laughs> Andy decides to fucking kill her with his sitar. I mean, that would be like stupid. Yeah. So well, I, I mean, just don't, I don't think, I don't think a TV show would do things like, like simply forget their own mythology. You know? No. Yeah. I mean, continuity no. is, is such an important part of, of a good TV show. And, and most, most shows that you see on television pull that off so well. Not to mention, you know, imagine character watching- development. Imagine like, watching an episode of The Office and like behind, like okay, the the Moroccan Christmas episode. They're all in the uh, mm-hmm. like in the the intervention circle. Mm-hmm. If right behind Jim was like a trebuchet, you'd be like, "Whoa, that's anachronous to the period," mm-hmm. you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you'd think, yeah. You'd exactly think what I'd say. You think you would have caught that in post production? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, you, why, you does Michael, just, why does Michael have a blaster on his hip? That he wouldn't have just right. rolled it with it. You would have just. You definitely would have let it get to television. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. if it was like accidental. If it was like. If it was like. But it, if it was part of his character, it would have been something that would have been built up earlier on. <laughs> right. Like and if they called like, him. Oh like, yeah, Michael Scott, the guy with the blaster. Right. Or like they call yeah. me Tribuchet Jim. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, if Tribuchet right. Jim, who is. They spent eight years up building up from like a uh, a bit player to like a you know lovable male hero almost for that show. I mean, he he certainly when Michael <coughs> phases out of the show, you know, Jim is kind of the 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 go to male lead. If then you know yeah. to wrap it all up, all of a sudden he starts doing a lot of heroin and becomes disheveled and. Uh, outcasted and then they just sort of send him off to uh like a prison day camp, camp. Yeah. yeah like a like a white collar retreat and he's kind of douchey he tells pam to fuck off or i don't know i i would call yeah. that sloppy or, you know or, or like if you had like say i don't know eight or nine seasons uh of a show where the majority of the show is character centric and you build the plot around the characters and everything they do makes sense in an internally consistent way. If you were to then get to the end of the series and then suddenly switch it up and focus entirely on the plot and make the characters plot driven instead of character driven, I just I wouldn't think that you'd get such a satisfying ending as you like. Get like in, in the they office. spent a couple episodes reviewing the financial statements of Dunder Mifflin. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I would not See what be you're baffling. So you probably I wouldn't be captivated. So don't just subvert expectations. Not just for the sake of subverting them. No, no, I wouldn't that do seems, that. That's that's a reach. Would be. Uh, be a problem. I can't help but wonder how much all of this was a ploy for Dwight to sit on the uh, office. The manage, yeah, the the manager's the, position. The executive chair. Yeah, the executive chair. Because at this point in time, I can't help but wonder if like. Has he been using the Dwight family magic for years at this point? Like, well, he used like, the five finger intervention. We know and, that. Yeah, sure did. <laughs> right, well, you know, I mean, it, Arguing, it helped. talking, persuading. It helped when Kevin punches. came in and, and, and he took the chair and he threw it out the window, mm-hmm. symbolizing the, the democratization of the office. It's true. It was there all the time. That's true. It was very, mm. uh, and then when it was, 
You know, I mean, power, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And, and you know, Kevin knows that deep down right. in his, uh, I really what you'd call in a normal human, a gut. Where uh, Oscar came in and was trying to talk to everybody about equality. And then mm-hmm. everybody just uh, <laughs> laughed him down. Right, they just they just made a gay joke and, and laughed at him until he sat down. Yeah, mocked him mercilessly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even even the even the ones that are uh, were also um, very into equality. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because like in an earlier season, they had the people. office moot, and and Phyllis uh, voted against her uncle becoming the the new manager at uh, that other branch. Daryl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then you have, you know, Andy gets up to speak in front of everybody and tries to get their attention, gets halfway into his speech, and, and, and Meredith tells, yeah, yeah. tells him, hey, <laughs> park it, bub. <laughs> seemed, seemed pretty That was actually really good. I really enjoyed that part. That was, yeah. It fit amazingly. Yeah. In the flow. So that's, uh, that's, it's Moroccan Christmas. Uh, Christmas uh, what we've got going right now. That's season five, episode yeah, eleven. Uh, we know you've Christmas. been watching it, so we'd love to get your thoughts via our many avenues of communication. You know Twitter, them. If you don't, Facebook. Joe will tell them to you. But we'd love to know your, to you? uh, your high water mark of that season and that episode, and uh, maybe the character you thought they did the least with, and uh, character <laughs> that they did the most with, and then the character they forgot maybe it was bob vance oh Mm. bob vance yep yeah or but uh or how about robert california well you know what happened to robert Robert california California. right or or ryan the temp Mm -hmm. Um, or clark where's clark he's probably later in the episode but that's fine you know you get the drill tell us what you think i'd love to hear it yeah what you been geeking on this week I, uh, what have I been geeking on this week? I've been geeking on, uh, absurdist comedy, as I do. Uh, I've been watching a lot of, uh, um, I Think You Should Leave with, God, uh, Tom great. Robinson, Tim Robinson. Uh, great. I really enjoy it. I love the, I love the episode. It's the cigars that are going to kill you. <laughs> it's my favorite episode because it's got that guy whose name suddenly escapes me. Playing New Joe, the car- uh, carnival organist at a Fred funeral. Willard. Yes, Fred Willard. Fred Willard. The best, <laughs> the, the best line in that Fred Willard bit is when he says, uh, "Thank you, Parson." <laughs> <laughs> this one's a tearjerker, so don't be afraid to cry. It's about a baby duck whose head gets caught in a stewed tomato. <laughs> Who is Tim Robinson? He's he just some guy. He was a writer on Saturday Night Live. Um, who got <sighs> Nick? If you haven't, it's on Netflix. Not to hijack yeah. your shit here, Joe. No, no. go ahead. It, uh, uh, <laughs> it's <coughs> so awkward and so intensely painful to watch. That's not usually my wheelhouse. It's oh, not usually. It's not that. usually mine either. I actually can't even watch, like, uh, I haven't seen anything except for the first season of the uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt because that show is too awkward for me to watch. Oh, really? I See, I find that one pretty funny. Yeah, I can't, I can't watch that show, but I love I Think You Should Leave. The Fred Willard one is I showed it to my dad, and he, I thought I was going to kill him. I thought, <laughs> no, this is where, no, he was laughing so hard. He didn't oh, okay. <laughs> I he thought didn't he didn't breathe. like for a second. No, he was he was laughing oh, so hard he couldn't breathe, and he was like coughing and shit. So yes. fucking funny. Oh, it's I got a it. hell of a long cast listing. It's about a baby duck who gets his head caught in a stewed tomato. <laughs> he smashes the plates on the floor. Oh, he fuck. What's that? Keep going. <laughs> oh, thank you, Parson. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I loved it. Oh, so I've been watching that, and uh, and also uh, uh, I finally I finally have discovered, uh, I think due to a a, a long ago recommendation from Rob, uh, comedy Bang Bang with Scott Ackerman and Reggie Watts. It's terrific stuff. I've been really enjoying that. I got through the first season of that this week. 
and it's uh just just more of that absurdist humor really it i think it does for for a talk shows what like uh don't hug me i'm scared does for children's television in terms of <laughs> of utterly destructing it and deconstructing it and and what? rebuilding it and what show is this it's i desperately comedy wish bang i knew bang. any of the shit you were talking about comedy bang bang it's it's worth looking up at least all of this yeah. is just words. All of the uh, it's it's called Comedy Bang Bang. Everything's it was a podcast, words. and then they uh, they they got their own TV show. And uh, basically, Scott Ackerman is the host of a of a talk show, and Reggie Watts is the band. And uh, they just they have like all these really high quality guests. I mean, uh, I shouldn't go right to Andy Samberg. Uh, but he was on the the first episode of the, of season two. Uh, they've got like Weird Al. They've got like um, uh, Adam Scott. They've got uh, Elizabeth Banks. Uh, it's just like a huge variety of Ed Helm is on it at some point. Um, and it's just it's just tremendous. And it's it's he like asks them a question and then something else happens and they're distracted and you never get the answer to the question. The, <laughs> the couch talks sometimes because it's just a weird fucking drug trip. It's great. It's a really, really it's, enjoyable show. It's really show. good stuff. That's that's wacky. Yeah, it's very wacky and and very enjoyable. That, that's wacky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed it. If you if you like, I think you should leave. I think you will also like Comedy Bang Bang. Uh. So. All right. That's uh. Quite that's the hot take. quite the listing. Yeah. It's like yeah, all there's the, a there's a moment all, the entire cast uh, of Parks and Rec is on but on there. Yeah, at, at at various points for sure. Um there's a moment where uh he has Andrew Lloyd Webber come on the show and it's just Paul F Tompkins dressed as Dracula. That's wow. Wow. And he's come on to talk about my new musical uh non-musical musical which is uh, it's it's West Side Story, but it's set in it's we've we've taken out the music and we've set it in 14th century Italy. Weird. And they say, isn't that just Romeo and Juliet? Yeah, I was about to say. And he says, Oh my God, it is. Oh, it's tremendous. I just I love it so much. So, Somebody anyway, just got absurdist just, humor. Just booted, according to this text message. Oh no. We lost Ryan. Oh, he's, his icon is still here. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to no, he'll uh, find Rob. his way back. He'll find no. his way back. What are you What are you geeking on this week? Uh, so I just found possibly the most perfect video game for me that's ever been created by anyone ever. Um, that was Ryan officially leaving. Apparently, um, is are you back? I'm back. He'll now. find. He'll find Excellent. his way. Jesus um, Christ. So the most perfect game that Super ever Smash been. Pokemon, close. They finally made it for the Switch. No, uh, it's still in uh, uh, development. Uh, development at the moment, uh, but it's called the Isle. All right, uh, like the like an island, not like an Isle at the grocery store. Because I had to make that distinction once this week. Uh, so <laughs> the Isle. If only uh, people pronounce things phonetically like you do. Right. Fajor. Right, the Aisle. The Aisle is. I've never had this problem. Um, Fajord. But uh, so it is. It's been described as a dinosaur bush simulator. Excellent. So Uh, you're like dinosaur bush. So you're like like a dinosaur invading paleolithic porn. Paleolithic porn. Yeah. Oh, paleolithic porn. I went. The different direction. Yeah, Jurassic, I, Texas. I guess. Uh, Jurassic I went, porn I, would be a great show. <laughs> I went like nineteen nineties, like alt rock band. So yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like the band Dinosaur goes on tour with the band Bush. Ooh, nice. I'm about Gavin Plesiosar. Go ahead, Rob. Sorry, no, we you're fine. I'm, you're I'm, fine. I'm, uh, so the. Uh, uh, the principle of the game is it's uh, a giant open map, and it, uh, it's beautifully designed. Like they've got a really, really stellar art team. And you uh, start off as a little baby dinosaur of your choosing. 
uh, and there are some other uh, dinosaurs on the map that are computers, but mostly many of the other dinosaurs that are on the map are other players. Um, and so you have to run around and hunt and get food and uh, not die, essentially. Does anyone ever pick, like, like a stegosaurus? Oh, yeah. Uh, so there's so you, like, a... walk around and eat plants? Yeah, absolutely. And kill and, people with your tail uh, yeah. spikes? Like, that's... It's, I know that the game sounds incredibly boring at times, but like, yeah, well, it's unless awesome. you pick, unless you pick like a Velociraptor. Well, yeah, no, I love, I absolutely adore playing the carnival. The, the Utah Raptor is amazing. Uh, but so I recently. What about the Toronto Raptor? Did you say, I was uh, going to say, did you say the Utah Raptors? Uh, the Velociraptor, I mean, a Velociraptor is like about the size of a turkey. The one that you see in Jurassic Park is actually a Deinonychus or a Utah Raptor. Uh, which is like Chris Bosch? Yeah, sure, that. absolutely. <laughs> I'll allow it. Chris Bosch. <laughs> like we're sorry, Rob. Continue. Fifteenth-century like Dutch painter. Yeah, that's Hieronymus. Yep. Oh, Chris, that's Hieronymus. That's Bosch. Hieronymus. Chris <laughs> Bosch. God. God. <laughs> anyway, so you just run around and play as a dinosaur, and it's amazing. Rob, that game sounds like it's made for you. I love it. It's it's beautiful. It's you I can mean finally... Andy Dick isn't William Mapother. They're the same person. <laughs> same person. Uh, oh, Nick, what about you? Oh God, I'm so lost right now. Good. Character in a Bosch painting. <laughs> um, uh, tortured the, Tortuga. The garden of earthly delights, or whatever. If I had to pick one. <laughs> um. Well, I I was as we talked about. I was the only night I had free really to do anything was like Sunday night, and there wasn't shit to do at all. Like I was talking to Lindsay, like I sit back, watch a show or something, and could not find a thing on. Um, so that that kind of was my window. Other than that, I'm still geeking on youth sports, uh, as we previously discussed. That's been uh, pretty much my entire uh, my entire week. Uh, yeah, that's actually all I've got right now. Do we skip anybody? I kind of hijacked some seconds. Uh, Ryan, I think you. What are you geeking on this week? Yeah, um, that guy. Uh, I did. I rewatched some. I think you should leave. Oh wait, I did geek on something. Sorry, oh, hold on, ahead. please. I I I went to a concert. Yeah, did uh, you gloss youngest. over that? I forgot. I'm literally on blackout mode this week. That was like, that was actually Sunday night. That's what I did. I was out late, later than I should be with a child. Um, because uh, I stumbled into some tickets to one of my favorite band and was able to share that with mm -hmm. my eight-year-old son, which. Okay, that clarified not... the next question. Uh, <laughs> was it your child? <laughs> It was my own child, correct? Okay. I, I'm not a, not currently wanted by any federal agency. Uh, there's something just really, yeah. as a parent, that's just really great about seeing your kid, your child, be moved by music, either playing it or listening to it. You know, whatever their passion might be. Mm -hmm. uh, that's just a really, that's a really deep moment for me, and to be able to. Um, see him actually grooving on a band that's way, way over his skis, you know, for his age, um, and really be into it and enjoying it. And, uh, you know, live music is just always a really therapeutic thing, no matter what. But when you get, you know, like close on to perfection and are able to, you know, share that with a, a loved one, that's, that was a cool time. So that's that awesome. Was my, nice. That was my that's great for the week was I, Got some concert time with the kids. So, back to you, Rye. Sorry. Uh, I I did watch some. I think you should leave. But I've uh, more than that. My wife and I have been watching um, Deadwood. Oh, nice! Way. It's a good I've, show. I've, That's a I've good seen show. It many times, but she hasn't. 
So we're doing a watch through because on the 31st of this month, the Deadwood movie. Um, really? Oh, shit. And mm-hmm. it, it, it is not coming out. I thought it was going to be in theaters. Oh, it is. It is coming out. If you have HBO home box office. Yep. If you have HBO now or HBO go, whatever they call it now, Mm -hmm. it'll be available May 31st at 8 PM. Um, uh, on online. Otherwise you're going to have to wait till like uh, July 1st for it to actually premiere on, uh, HBO. But, uh, yeah. So the Deadwood movie, which is awesome. That's uh, with so, like the weird. original cast. Uh, yeah. I, well, everybody, hmm. uh, Powers Booth died before they were able to. So, like Cy Tolliver, right? He won't be in it. But uh, other than that, I believe it's the entire cast. Yeah, they got everybody together to do a, you know, a two-hour-long movie for. That's Deadwood interesting. I'll probably to, watch it, but to I kind of wrap it all up. Oh, it's it's at the end of the story arc. Yeah, it's the end of the story arc. It's it's going to be this is the last we're going to see of Deadwood. But Deadwood had it did three episodes or three seasons and then it was like HBO just canceled it. It was kind of like what they did almost with a like arrested development which mm, yeah. is it gives me some pause cuz what I don't want to have happen is it'll the arrested it, development movie. Well, no, like seasons 4, 5 and 6 that are on Netflix now. I think they're funny and they're good. Nothing will touch those first three seasons of arrested development. No, and, and they, so I, yeah. I, I don't want the Deadwood movie to come out and be like, well, that was fun to see everybody again, but that kind of wasn't that good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's so, something to be yeah, said been, for putting while you're ahead. We've mm-hmm. been watching Deadwood, and we've been, you know, that's okay. Well, it's like Firefly. You know why Firefly is so good? One season. It, didn't have a second it, wasn't, season. it wasn't on long enough to fucking get bad. It, it's the curse of any great show. No one can ever, well, I won't say no one, but you can almost never pull the plug. Early enough, but uh, yeah, that's what I've been geeking on. We've been watching that, and we've been uh, trying to watch some Banshee, which is fucking great. It's a, it's a mind fuck of a show. It really is. <laughs> it's just a fucking. It's like um, like ooh bullets, ooh curse words, uh, Mormons fighting the Amish, and then like phenomenal oral sex. That's crazy. Next right. episode. That was all one episode. Dang. Send me the link to that one. <laughs> it's great, man. It's on Amazon Prime. Rabbit's daughter, Anastasia. What? First things that those are the first three words that I saw and were legible to my eyes on the Banshee TV series Wikipedia page. <laughs> well, there you go. Poof. Poof. Uh, so that was episode 262, everybody. Call your grandparents. Follow us in the places where one does those things. Tell us about your favorite characters in a five-star iTunes review. Would love it. Uh, push us up them charts. And if Chart you charts. want some merchandise, you can go to uh, gcl.threadless.com. We have like five shirts on there more. Hopefully we'll have five more at some point. Um, if you have a suggestion for like uh, for a shirt uh, of based on something you heard on one of our podcasts, either this one here or part of our catalog, mm-hmm. um, tweet us um, hashtag new merch Ooh. idea, mm-hmm. and uh, and we will uh, we'll think about getting those shirts designed. If you want to design it for us and send us the design, we could also do that. Yeah, we'll probably just push that right through to, to pre-production. <laughs> Fucking right through. Yeah. <laughs> Good with that. Like, or, like rubber stamp, rubber or. stamp, rubber yeah. stamp. Yeah, if you care enough about anything that we've ever said to take time enough to make it into a piece of uh, art, yep, <laughs> right, we're going we're gonna to fast track that. Fast track it <sighs> to, to where? Was there an end to that? Or you just uh, not mean, really. Just I fast mean, like just fast track. story told itself, but... Uh, I guess you can also get track. on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash geekcastlive and throw us some money there for podcasty bits and things. Ooh. Yeah, for the bits. Yeah. For the bits and for the things. Podcast the bits. Kibbles. For the kibbles. So Do long, everyone. Kibbles. That is all. Of each same. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Check this.